It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I've been really trying, baby Trying to hold back this cussing for so long But if you feel like I do, baby, come on After watching the coronation, come on Woo! Andrews and Nons Oh, baby! Andrews and Nons Andrews and Nons Ooh. Andrews and Nons Yeah, yeah, baby Keep him away from them Yeah There's nothing wrong with me Cussing him Cussing Drew No, 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 baby Exposing yourself to kids will always be wrong And that is just the truth Ow, yeah. <laughs> I was really, I was really, really trying to God, I was really, really trying to see it through But, whew. Any day now, Suella will come and collect my passport, but whatever. Anyway, it is me, Kelechi, in the most beautiful, child-safe place to be. And you are listening. Is it even child-safe with my swearing? Anyway, you are listening to or watching SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. There are things to get into, but... I guess let's just do them when the time is right Because that Koro Koro that they were doing It's no longer even Koro Koro for the Rona It's Koro Koro for um, the coronation I don't know You know, I I live such a chaotic life, you know I keep looking at my hands like are my hands dry I don't think that they are But then I left my other So I've got like a, you know, like the bum bag, whatever I've got a bag, shoulder bag What do you lot call it? Anyway, I left that at home and that has my lip gloss in it my lip gloss is popping my lip gloss is uh um left it at home so i've got no lip gloss and i've got no hand cream so i'm just out here being chaotic i think it's so cute when people like see me and they're like oh my god can i, I just want to be like i you do not want to be like me i exist in a perpetual state of chaos but it's beautiful to me but to the average person they might be like ah it might really really get them my eyes are being drawn to this painting or this piece of artwork that annie had commissioned for me i don't know if you remember the one you know that i my one of my favorite paintings is hope right the painting called hope uh where the woman's sitting on top of the um earth and she's blindfolded and she's trying to play a liar um 
So Annie had one commission where it's a black woman that's sitting on top of the earth. And um, we're in the process, big up um, Grillo Designs on um, Instagram. We are in the process of redecorating my background. And I definitely want that painting or this piece of artwork to be behind me here somewhere. I just think it'll be so sick. So, um, yeah, sorry, my eyes were my being drawn to that. And I just felt the need to say that. Um, what have I been up to this week? Big up her Sana. I, um, they're an organization that do amazing work in terms of helping people, helping, um, black femmes who, um, have experienced sexual violence and, um, you know, DV, anything like that. So I spoke on a panel for them on Saturday in Battersea alongside Audrey, you know, our baby girl, Audrey, we love her always. And um, Queen Mojo, you know, Mojo, baby girl, that was in Peckham's finest. So yeah, the three of us, it was such a beautiful conversation, such a fantastic conversation. So I did that on Saturday and that was wonderful. And um, apart from that, I just think I've been getting through everybody's... um, Tarot readings, I've just, and obviously going to tap dances where I'm just looking at my diary in case I've missed anything out. That's literally how I remember what I've done and what I haven't done by looking through the week. Um, Yeah, I think I'm correct. Oh my God. Oh my God. Without going into too much uh, detail, if you remember that there was one major person that tried me, not last year, not last year and not this year, This cow that tried me, if you know, you fucking know. When I tell you that the God I serve will bring the people in front of me. You know, when you can't just say too much, too, too much. But let me tell you that eye contact was made. And there were people that suddenly started dusting. Yeah. Suddenly they stopped thinking about looking cute and they started moving swiftly. <laughs> Highlighter. Um, but these things are gonna happen. We are go in this London, in this London. If you think that you can move mad because you're one in your in one type of echelon of society and you think I won't buck you on road, lol, lol, LMAO is all I can say for you because huh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say a word. Don't speak. I know just what you're saying. So please stop explaining. Don't try a baby girl. That should that should have been what she took from me not speaking. Don't ever, ever in your life try a baby girl in the way that you tried her. Because when I dragged you up and down and I brought those receipts to her to really, to really drag you like a rag doll on this podcast, on this very here podcast, all I needed to do was maintain that eye contact with you. So you moved past thinking, wait. Why is this black woman looking at me? All black women look the same. Oh my God. It is her. It is she. I'm bitch. I'm her. 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 Hey, look, it's me. 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 Don't ever try she. 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 Okay, let me calm down. But like I said, those who know fucking know exactly what I'm on about. But this is, the, let that be a lesson. Let that be a lesson. 
not every black woman is going to tolerate nonsense in this England, right? And I'm just one of them that will not. And so I dealt with you online, dealt with you on the podcast, and then I saw you in person, and I just let I just let that dealing with marinate. Because sometimes I don't know who you think, whoms you think I am, some of you. But that's all I have to say on that, because God will surely bring my my enemies, my enemies. Well, you do kind of need to do that if you're doing anal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That had nothing to do with what I was talking about at all. God, what was going on? Glitch in the matrix. Anyway, my enemies will be brought to the front of me and I will surely do what? Rejoice. (laughs) Rejoice. Hair looking like a, like, like a skunk. Anyway, that's by the by. Let's just launch straight into the things because um, I need to do an interview with Radio London shortly. BBC Radio London. Lol, BBC. Anyway, I need to do an interview or do a uh, a chat with them shortly. Am I going to watch the Miami Grand Prix? I think I am. I've been watching, you know, in case I haven't been speaking about Formula One, I say in case like like I've been. Trust me, I'm watching the races. I am watching the races. I'm just in a very, very tender place. I feel like so much happened last year, especially when that Jankro took the elevator down to go and meet her boo, that I just, I'm easing myself into the way that, let me not say, shall I? Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. And, um, you know, this coronation is really, really been a time. Should I talk about it now or later? No. No, you know what? Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Quick, quick. No, let's wait. Let's wait because everything has to marry together. But I don't even know if I've put in my notes that we discuss. Yeah, we don't actually discuss the coronation. Yeah, I don't have it in my notes that we discuss the coronation. So we might as well get into it. All right. So before doing the tarot, I guess that people watch the coronation. I did not because I'm not going to offer my eyes and my energy to that fucking ritual that they're doing over there. Like everything seems just like, oh, it's just pomp and circumstance. It's just pomp and pageantry. It's no big deal. You lot are taking part in a mass ritual. And it's so funny to me how some of you have so much to say about my tarot, my astrology, but then they'll find you being part of a colonizer's ritual or watching and entertaining the fuckery. It's hilarious to me. Okay. They didn't do it under a Scorpio lunar eclipse for no reason. Usually king, um, monarchy, uh, monarchs, they are crowned or they die during eclipses. They do. Like there's more to, 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 to life than what meets the eye. These people haven't maintained, like maintained power for so long because they're just anybody's. Them men are deep in the ting. It's you lot. It's you lot that want to walk around acting like nonchalant and not taking notice of what's going on. But you will not have my energy for that. It was funny, Jakari uh, Gabrielle, she was showing me, and we were talking about um, the monarchy and then, you know, the... The coronation, the up when it was upcoming, the coronation and looking at the fixed star Algol, um, people always see it as like an, a death star, an evil star, basically. Um, it's fixed. When you say fixed star, it doesn't move. Like the where the, where it is in the constellation, it just doesn't move. And all of the notable events that happen with the royal family happen in aspect to that fixed star, right? Um 
So it's very, very interesting. And also what's interesting is I seem to have a very toxic sinistry, um, Jakari pointed out, with um, the royal family. But I think that's because I'm the baby girl that is going to be a major catalyst to taking them out, like just clearing out the monarchy. I truly believe so. Like I'm going to live a very, 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 very long life, God willing. Yeah. So, and I'm going to live it in good health. Okay. Pum pum turn up and all of them things there. Um, so for that reason, me, I will see, I will, with my Koro Koro eyes, I will see the downfall of these people. I will see it. I will see the downfall of that institution. So all of you right now that do not have sense that you're there doing up PR or you're there doing up, oh my God, let's do an editorial piece in this, in this fashion, fashion magazine. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how deep into the anus of the monarchs you lot are. Like proper booty licking Charles, KC3. I don't get it. I do not get it. Unprovoked, some of you politicians are jumping up to come and write think pieces about your relation to the monarchy. And just yesterday, yesterday, Lano, 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 you were there talking about Windrush this, Windrush that. So, how to talk me through the cognitive dissonance of talking about Windrush one day or campaigning for Windrush justice one day and then seeing KC3's anus and going, I need to know. I want to know because it's ridiculous to me. I like more time. I'm here saying that, you know, white people need to learn this, 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 this. I want blacks. I want do do you black people. You've also got things to learn because I don't know what you're doing outside. And is it because when you enter into these industries, because the industries that you're in are so whitewashed and so like, you know, the dominant demographic within your industries are white upper or middle class people that you assimilate so badly or so fully that you forget who the fuck you are. It has to be because it makes no sense. Otherwise, like unfucking provoked, like you were all jumping, hula hooping. For them bitches And I I don't get it So then Tell me what's going to happen Okay Work with me here Let's play the scene Yeah Let's play it What's going to happen When I'm 51 Looking cute And I'm possibly The president Of what is known As the Republic Of um, England Or whatever the fuck It's going to be called By that point Because I'm going to let Wales um, uh, What's it um, Wales Scotland um, Ireland I'm going to let them Do their thing I'm going to yeah and if they want to roll with me and be like let's be buddies i'll say yeah come through but i'm not forcing you to be here in it so what's going to happen are you not going to try and friend me up are you going to try and friend me up because we're not we're not going to be boys i promise you we're not going to be boys because i've seen what you lot are doing now so i won't trust you the people i will trust the people that are going to roll hard with me are the people who right now they're louding up the thing. I think I want Sace Holmes Lewis. I think that's his name. Sace. I think I want him to be part of my, um, my cabinet. Would it be called cabinet? Well, whatever I have, I'll have him. I'll have um, Quajo, AKA Quajo, like he likes to call himself on the news. Um, who else will I have? I'll have the black nursery manager. Um, I'll have, for healthcare. No, I'm going to have lots of sick, sick, sick people who are working with me. Like the names are just going off, like going out, you know, like suddenly when you start listing, you're like, oh, I 
fucked it because I'm going to forget really important people that I want to have. So if you're thinking about me right now, like Kelechi hasn't mentioned me, exactly you. You're, if you were louding it up, if you were doing what needed to be done, you're definitely, definitely going to be rocking with me when I'm rock, like running this country in one way or another because I am fed up. I saw some cooning. The coon, the levels of cooning that I saw over the weekend on Saturday, 6th of May, I never want to see again. The it, the cooning levels were th- were through the roof. Brum, 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 brum. Cooning alert, cooning alert. Like it was through the roof. And there are things that I want to say, yeah, that I can't say. Do you see it? There are things that I want to say that I can't say because you know, like when after you people start knowing you you start making certain friends, you start finding yourself in certain circles. And so because of the circles that you find yourself in, you are now in proximity to people that you can see them working against your purpose. Now, because you've seen these people at what, what a dinner or events or whatever, whatever, you know that the likelihood is that you're going to see them again. And to me, that just feels mad awkward. Like how... How how do I speak when you help Prince Charles? Is it Prince or is it? No, he's king now, isn't he? I can't even finish the song. I don't even want to give inspiration to something like that. But I hate talking cryptically, but it's just weird, you know, like, and I saw people, mutuals, praising like oh when you follow God you end up when you follow what God has spoken over your life you end up walking with kings and queens and see how you are able to quote the Bible for white supremacy see how easily you lot can quote the Bible for white supremacy (laughs) I mean people could use the Bible to to really do anything to be honest right but I just, I really don't understand the cognitive dissonance. I really don't. How you're you're praising somebody for walking alongside a king or being part of a king's um, inner circle that helps him. Oh, oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to say it. It's really fucking weird. And I've, in, like I've, I've um, inferred it in a couple of episodes. I find it really weird, yeah, that certain people can chat about me, not in front of my face, because you know nobody's moving to me in front of my face like that. And they're going to keep their jaw intact, right? But even if I don't touch their jaw, because obviously I'm a changed person, Mother Ayahuasca, that wasn't even me that said that. I'm not touching anybody. Touch a button now. Like I'm not even touching anybody, but the ancestors will touch them in it. My ancestors will touch them. Um, I find it weird where people can chat behind my back and talk about, oh, you know, the thing about Kelechi's, I think that she's great. What what she does is great and rare, rare, rare and rare test hair. But, you know, being married to a white man, I think da, 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 da. But you lot are friending up somebody that literally does the PR for King Charles. For King Charles, the monarch, a colonizer. A white supremacist, like, what are you talking about? Because by that metric, you can't be a socialist, right? You you can't be a socialist because social socialism directly contradicts monarchy. So in my mind, you lot can friend up a, 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 somebody supporting Tories, Essentially, you can friend up somebody that's actively helping to further embed 
this white supremacist structure, uh, this parasite further into our communities. Their job is to infiltrate our communities and our psyche by letting, by forcing us or encouraging us, coercing us to believe that this man gives a fuck, gives any sort of fuck about our livelihoods while they're eating taxpayer money to support their nonce that sits in one of them palaces. But I'm the problem because of some random working class Polish man from some from somewhere. Fuck you. Fuck you all. I mean it with all of my heart. Fuck you. Because you can't get your politics right. You lot can't get your politics straight. And, and it's a problem. Everybody doing high and mighty, everybody doing self-righteous, you're all, everybody contradicts some in their, whatever they say with whatever they do in, in their own lives. We all do it. So for any of you to roll out, whether it's in your little circles, with your little cute, arty circles talking about me, look at that plank of wood in your fucking eye before you come and talk about this speck of dust in mine. That's another Bible verse for your blood clot. Anyway, let's move on. The outfit was cute though, not gonna lie. Like if you're gonna, if you're if you're gonna work against our survival and our liberation, I guess look cute while you're doing it, innit? Ooh, anyway, um, yeah, let's do Tara now because I've really talked like a talker. I've been really trying, baby. I better not sing that because I know that their estate likes to come for anybody and start taking them to court. <laughs> Word to Ed Sheeran. Um, okay. Is that the email that I chose for Tarot today? I haven't even really read it, but I was just, I went to like literally the earliest one that I'd left for so long. And I said, let me start with that one. Let's see. I've been really trying. she stop singing the song. I don't want problems. I don't want problems. I don't want them to come and find me and start asking me for money because I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. It's take, it always takes me forever to like find these. Um, here we go. Uh, yes, it's this one. Dear Kelechi, I hope you and your family are doing well. And I'm writing in to request a tarot reading. A little backstory about me. Currently, I am 21, going to turn 22 years old in April. Imagine you sent this to me in January. So I feel like, no, I'm at, I was going to say, I feel like I'm right on time. It's May. So happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. What's that? What's that? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, baby girl. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> So, yes, I am a baby girl. That's what they've written here. There you go. However, back in 2021, around November, I decided to drop out of university due to it no longer aligning with me. After that, I went straight into working. But after two months, I got made redundant in the beginning of 2022. Through last year, 2022, I was almost unemployed. I was mostly unemployed, um, not until November of that year, 2022, when I managed to land a job. However, from the jump, my intuition told me this role is not for me, but I still did it because I wanted to earn some money. However, throughout this job, it took a toll on my mental and physical health. 
I hated that job with a passion and I felt spiritually disconnected from myself. So in the beginning of 2023, like a true Gen Z, I left that job, but it made me realize that I crave something deeper career wise. I don't want to continuously work in the typical retail slash hospitality type of jobs as it does not serve me. Instead, I would like to be in a job where I will be happy and fulfilled. Currently, I'm back at square one. I'm not singing that Brian McKnight song and searching for the right opportunity that I'll be content in. So I would like to ask you and spirit, how can I attract the right opportunities that are meant for me? Should I have patience and allow it to come to me? Side note, my human design is the manifesto and I will attach my birth chart in this email. I would like to thank you in advance for the reading and I hope you have an amazing day. Okay, baby girl, let's get into it. Your birthday was Okay, I'm I don't know if I should just say your birthday out loud, so I won't say your birthday. All right, so this is advice for anybody. If you have access to your birth chart and you're still waiting for a reading from me, um, I've added I added like four slots last week, and I'll add some more as we move into May and for June and all of those things. I will add, yeah, I'll add those things. Anyway, um, if you this is just the tip, if you want to figure out what would serve you in terms of career. When you look at your birth chart, look at your your 10th house. Your 10th house is the um, house of career, right? It's the house of career, public vocation, all of that. If there are no planets there, that's not a problem. What you're looking for is the sign of that 10th house. So whatever the sign of that 10th house is, that's what you should be focusing on. So for instance, let's use me as an example. My 10th house is Capricorn. So whether I like it or not, what I'm called to do requires power and it requires endurance, stamina, stamina, stamina. Even you, you went to go and be there. Anyway, it requires stamina. So patience is necessary, right? Because it's, it's, I'm in, in terms of my career, imagine me to be the tortoise. Yeah. I move slow and steady. But let me tell you, baby, I motherfucking win that race. I motherfucking win that race. Yeah. And knowing that once I realized that about my birth chart, it really calmed me down. But I've also got planets in my 10th house um, anyway. Right. Well, my midheaven is there as you usually you'll find your midheaven around there anyway. But um, I've got Neptune there conjunct my um, conjunct Neptune conjunct my midheaven. So that might not mean a lot to a lot of people, but the f- I will be known. I will be one of the greatest. That is a promise. That is a, uh, 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 and, uh, literally that because literally that. So we also know that the themes, we should also think about the themes of what Neptune represents. It seems like I'm talking about me, but I'm using my chart to explain something. Right. So Neptune can also be disillusion or delusion and things not being clear, but it also represents like um, show business. Um, It represents uh, the way that you're seen, you know, publicly or, you know, not quite being seen. So what I understand of Neptune in that regard, as it pertains to me and my midheaven, is that early on in my life, I didn't know what my career path was meant to be. It seemed really hazy. I was sure 
like down Like if you ask me at the age of 5, 10, 17, 19, 20 who, What are you going to be? I would always tell you an actor I'm all like I'm going to be an actress I'm going to be an actress That that was it I didn't know that life was going to take me on this whoop, 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 whoop sort of journey to bring me to where I am now, where it was like, no, you needed those skills, but those skills, because of Capricorn, you need to use it for the greater good. And you're going to have to create your own structures. You're not going to find it easy to exist in the structures that already exist. They'll feel too tight. You are meant to help create something that just allows a bit more freedom um and so that's why i guess in this weird way i've i've become this multi hyphenate because i've had to take this weird neptunian very murky very um kind of journey you know this unclear journey towards where i'm meant to be and now i don't beat myself up for like not knowing not having a title I'm just sitting in the beauty of like, it's not about the title. It's about the heart. It's about the amount of heart that I put into everything that I do. Yeah. And so you look at the 10th house and then you look at where the 10th house also aspects. So are there other planets that are interacting in, an, in other houses that are interacting with, you know, um, planets in that 10th house, things like that. You look at the, where the ruler of that 10th house is, right? So you look at the ruler of, um, let's say, um, for me, let's say like, oh, Capricorn. So I need to go and find Saturn, like Wagwan Saturn. All right, Saturn for me is sitting in Sagittarius. It's in my ninth house of higher learning in foreign lands. You know who talked to me first? People in foreign places. They talked to me first. The more that I learned, the more that I allowed myself to um, eschew the narratives of um, the things that I'd been taught or the dogma that I'd been taught and try to forge my own way towards finding other teachers um, to learn from and generally being a student of life and then sharing what I learned, the more I grew in my 10th house because I went to go and find the ruler of that 10th house to see what they were doing and they were chilling in the ninth house. Like you might find it hard to kind of stay within academia, but your learning happens out there in the world. And for a while, I would not let you travel. So Saturn, I didn't get to travel f- until my teens. Um, and then even then, traveling out um, outside of that I traveled mainly for work I rarely got to really travel further afield for pleasure so Peru was a really really big deal for me and Peru was so blessed because I was going to a foreign land like dealing with that ninth house energy I was going to a foreign land to learn right and so it was supported and so it brought me back energized to continue with the work of the 10th house. I hope that makes sense because sometimes I know that when I'm trying to explain these things, it can feel really convoluted, but I'm just trying to take you through it bit by bit. Because I remember the first time I looked at a birth chart in a circular sense and I was like, what the fuck is this? But now it's mad. I was reading, um, doing a tarot reading for somebody the other day and um they sent me their birth chart and I was like you're a writer like you should be a writer like you're like you're here look at this creativity and they were like what's mad is that Jakari said the same thing I had a reading with her when you said that you weren't you know that astrology isn't really your thing or whatever and you recommended her so I had a reading with her and she was berating me because she was just like you're a writer like you are look at your chart you're a writer da, 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 da. and she was like so now that you're saying it and meanwhile I've never met this person before in my life didn't speak to Yukari about her so I like so that's how like amazing it is when you can different people can look at the same chart and they can come up with the same rough conclusion about the owner of that chart 
So you, you will learn this. You can learn these things over time is what I'm saying. So when we look at yours, you've got a Leo 10th house. So Leo is the only sign, as I'm always saying, that's ruled by the sun. So we're going to where your sun is and your sun is also in a fire sign. Your sun is in Aries, right? Your sun in Aries is a fucking superpower. Sun in Aries? That's like, the sun is exalted in Aries. The, the, the sun is a bad man generally, but the sun enters the sign of Aries and it's like, Ugh. that's why Aries are like that. People usually go, you see the way that Leos are? Why are they like that? But if you have your son in Aries, they behave in a way like Leos, like in that in that regard. They're, they're a bit bossy with it, like they're bossy, you know? So you having your son exalted in Aries um, is a really, really good look. Um, and then you've got your, you've got Leo. So you're a fiery person. Like there's a lot of fire in you. There's a lot of, you're trying to, Again, which leads to what I was saying about myself. You're trying to find a role in um, structures that have already been constructed. And it's not really for you. Like you're going to have to make the thing that you want to. Wow. Look at me go. Look at me go. Spirit, can you see me? Can you see me being a baby girl right now? Thank you so much. Manifestor. You are a manifestor, right? That's your human design type. So you have to dance you have to march to the beat of your own drum nothing that already exists is ever really going to feel comfortable for you you have to really sit there sit down and be audacious all your life people have been telling you to slow down and do things by the book that's what manifestors have to deal with so much always being told to do everything by the book slow down a lot Aries get told that a lot slow down slow down slow down what if I don't want to? They're very impulsive. You are, you, you are very impulsive. You've got to do what is calling to you. Like you've got main character energy because you've got moon and Leo. You've got main character energy. Um, and that's 14 degrees. Your sun is at 14 degrees as well. So that's a beautiful, beautiful aspect that they've got with each other. Your Leo with your Aries. I'm sorry. Your, yeah. Your Leo with Aries, your moon with your sun. It's gorgeous. Let the person that you are, let the bad be that you are on the inside come out, shine on the outside. It's really perfectly balanced. Do it. Walk with your main character energy. None of these jobs are going to suit you. So you've got to sit down, be audacious. What is it that you want to do? If money wasn't an issue, if the Jankros in the palace weren't an issue, if white supremacist um, heteropatriarchy wasn't an issue, what would you do? Once you have that down, do that. Don't give a fuck about whether it's realistic or what anybody has to say. You need to do that. Manifestors are so rare because you are the visionaries. If you lot don't envision what you want in the world, the projectors can't guide the generators, myself, to build it. So you, like, what do they say? Build it and they will come. But you need to first dream it so it can be built so then they will come. So, challenge yourself like you, you your job is to to help us envision a, a better world where we feel safer but fun you know fun I'm looking at your yeah your fifth house you've got mercury there give us fun yeah connect us all do that let's see what the cards have to say about that as well because wow that was really inspired go me like go collect yeah all right just move this with me. So let's see. Does that sound better? I think I sound closer to the mic now. So um, 
in terms of let's see if we can get any other just clues about what it is specifically because sometimes I tell you like general things and it might feel vague so what's a baby girl meant to be looking for career wise oh travel six of swords travel um or expanding your mind in terms of um yeah expanding your mind in terms of um belief systems yeah you've got to travel it feels to that's what it feels like to me anyway let me see what your chart is saying with the yeah look at that your north node is in the ninth house you're meant to travel I don't know if it's travel blogging or whatever or whatever the case may be but for you it's it's about connecting with places that are far away from you um that's what you're meant to be doing we've got the seven of swords here um that comes out as well let's see why the seven of swords is here why is the seven of swords here let's see what this is telling me three of pentacles yeah don't be shy about asking people to um for to collaborate with you don't be shy to ask for help because you, we don't build this thing on our own we don't build this world that we're dreaming of um on our own so the three of pentacles speaks to that like don't be scared to collaborate and look at what other people are doing but strongly from what i'm getting for you it's not necessarily learning by being in an institution, which is probably what the seven of swords is like running away from an institution or the way that you've been told to do things. It's like I've said for myself, you've got to throw yourself out there into the world and see what comes up for you. Judgment card comes up as well. I love this. I love this particular image of the judgment card. It reminds me of American gods. There's an episode of American gods. that I just think is just incredibly beautiful. So this judgment card has scales on it and it's got the heart on one side and it's got a feather on the other side. That's, um, speaks to that. I can't remember which culture, um, talks about it. Well, here it's depicted as Egyptian, but when you, um, leave this physical realm your heart is weighed next to a feather um and that would dis- uh i guess that decides whether you make it into heaven or yeah basically where you end up going hereafter and i remember looking at this image because i'm using the new deck that i got the, the um, what's it called this might hurt yeah the this might hurt tarot deck and it's just incredibly beautiful and I, I looked at that card specifically the judgment card and to me it was just so beautiful that is what I want to live my life by I want to give everything so when my heart is weighed when I'm done with this place that it it matches up to that feather like I've given all my love and I haven't harbored hate and all of them things even though I had to cast people out earlier but again that's catharsis isn't it um I want I want my heart to be equal to that feather you know, I, that's what I want. And I, I want that for so, so many of us. So yeah, you are meant to go out there and give all of your heart, go and see, see, you know, see you're so young, like go and see what's out there. Then you can start making decisions. Um, page of Wands, it, the energy of Page of Wands that we've got here is that this isn't like your first time at this rodeo. You might be young in terms of age on this earth, but you're not young in terms of your soul. So you will find that places will just call to you. Go, 
go and see like the kind of, you know, this um, uh, page of ones, they're holding a guitar, go and see the music that you can make in life. And then we've got the five of pentacles that comes up as well. Um, and it comes up in reverse. Do not let the fear of lack stop you from doing what needs to be done. If you need to save and you need to get another job for a little piece, just so you can make it onto this journey, then that's what you're just going to have to do in it. But um, you, yeah, you are being called to travel that's what i would say that that's what you need to do um let's check the uh what's it the dickhead in recovery uh affirmations and see what comes up for you here let's see what card you get i love that you get to travel i think travel is just so gorgeous like without like colonizing and stealing people's things i just think it's so gorgeous um, to get to travel Let's see what you've got You've got Some call it a mistake I call it data collection The data I have Allows me to make better choices I think that that's a gorgeous card To get There you go Some call it a mistake I call it data collection The data I have Allows me to make better choices So imagine this to be research Imagine this to be the research of the massive thesis of your life. When you go to the other realm, you know, decades and 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 decades from now, you go to that other realm, you need to be able to tell a bad boy story, right? So start writing that bad boy story by living your life. You've got to. That's what's required of you. So in terms of, I don't, it might not feel helpful in terms of, oh, so what career do I go in? You need to travel, even if you go place to place and, you know, do a lot of, um, do a little cash in hand um, sort of like work while you're in this, these places, um, helping in different organizations to see if you, you know, just while you're there, I think that that would make a really big difference. What card do you get? <laughs> you got the grandmother. That's so cute. The grandmother. Let's see what it says in So I'm using the Black Angel deck of cards I haven't used this in a, or these in a minute But I thought to bring them back out Because I've been using them for the tarot readings And I thought that they would serve us well In this regard as well The grandmother Here we go So it says here for the grandmother You, you use insight and wisdom to activate life Look, what did I just say? What? Anyway, let's read Waking path, guiding wisdom, sleeping path, withholding wisdom. With grandmother energy, you hold the wisdom of the generations. Grandmother, you bring a sense of balance to us with your wisdom. On your waking path, you are so wise that people say, you're an old soul. I, I thank you, spirit, for never making a liar out of me. That's all I know. You have good sense. People rely on you for your wisdom. Your love and warmth come from your experience of having lived through difficult times. You have the ability to hold the soft and hard parts of everyone. You are almighty in your wise course of action in life because you take your time. You rarely make mistakes. Your inner sight creates your calmness and forthrightness. Your deep understanding and sound judgment makes you the sage that you are. They feel you have inside information and, and you won't tell. You can also be seen as severe and difficult, but your deep understanding draws them to you because they can learn something. Um, they can learn important lessons about themselves. With your wisdom, you help people develop their sensibilities and hold on to their sanity. At the same time, when on the sleeping path, others can per uh, perceive you as shrewd, crafty, secretive, and maybe mischievous. 
You may be using your sound judgment in such a critical way that it works against you. You may be misusing your ability to persuade, causing you to appear opinionated. Your critical nature sometimes keeps you outside the family or community. As you drift along the sleeping path, you can feel as if you are being ignored and this creates a fear of being erased from the hearts of others. You may even add to this feeling of abandonment by disappearing emotionally and or physically. You may feel as though you are suffering from some mistake in your judgment. Even though you are simply trying to help people, your critical nature can be an expression of your anger at how others see you or your fear of being seen as difficult. Although you know yourself to be warm, giving and wonderful, you still might find yourself in a vicious cycle of judging others and having them judge you as insensitive. You really don't want to fulfill the stereotype of the difficult personality, so you may close off and go into perpetual soul sleeping by withholding your wisdom. Withholding your wisdom will only increase the chances of your own disappearance. Your wise abilities can be used to help you remain in your sagehood. Being critical is an old child rearing practice our mothers used for discipline. It has a long tradition of um, deriving, um, it has a long de- uh, tradition deriving from old ways that brutally forced conformity such as slavery or involuntary servitude. There is no need to tame each other in our relationships. Instead, our energy can be used in creating environments in which tenderness is nurtured and not beaten down for the sake of toughening up. Grandmother, when you deliver your messages of wisdom, when it is wanted, you will find yourself more valued and appreciated. Wait to see if someone is asking for your guidance. Trust that everything that comes to mind does not need to be spoken. At the same time, honour your awareness of the wisdom in your bones as a rare gem of life. Yeah, maybe go away for a bit and stop. Like maybe you're, you know, like sometimes when you know that something isn't for you and you're talking about how much that thing isn't for you, right? You're talking about it in such a way that people are like, so you're disrespecting me. Like, God, all right, cool, I get it. So you going on this journey, you're leaving other people to lead um, the lives that feels comfortable to them and you go in and explore. That is what you're being asked to go uh, to do. Go and explore, be the first and don't ever worry about changing your mind. You do something for as long as you want to do it for and baby girl, you move the fuck on. Yeah, that is your life as a manifestor. Do exactly what you want to do. And remember, as a manifestor, your strategy is to inform. You are never, ever, you're never ever asking anybody for fucking permission. As a manifestor, you never ask for permission. You inform of what you're going to do. And that puts the energy out there and people are going to have to work around you. Okay. And I bet you when you inform people that you intend on traveling and, and seeing where it takes you, watch how the money will appear. Because I feel like that five of pentacles was you going, what the fuck? I don't even have the money. Start informing people that this is what you're going to do. And I promise you, as God is my witness, watch the money come to help you go on this trip. Start informing people immediately. Yeah. So that's that for the tarot. I hope and I pray that it resonates. I will big up this week's show sponsors who are Dipsy and then we'll jump to Shea Magnificent and all the other things there. You've been on my mind. Oh, I grow stronger every day. Lose myself in time. Just thinking of your face And God only knows Why it's te- why am I singing that? I just feel like that is Adele snapped Adele snapped on that song And I think that it's a good song For making love to yourself 
I beg you to let me be your one and only. I promise I'm worthy. I mean, she's singing about a person, but to me, I'm just like, let yourself be your one and only. <laughs> Do you see what I did there? Genius. Genius. All right. So spring is definitely sprunging. Um, I mean, it gave us a bit of rain during the coronation. Oh, spring is a time of growth and transformation and Dipsy Baby is here to help you explore the sensual side of this season of renewal. With Dipsy's sexy audio stories, you can indulge in your blooming desires, newfound passions and the thrill of taking risks. So in case you don't know, Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. Um, They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and very realistic characters. It's radically inclusive. Um, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners and 56% of the stories are voice acted by people of color. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have like soothing sleep stories, if that's your bag, wellness sessions and sexy stories that you can read in case you don't want somebody talking into your ear. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. I dare you to let me be your... One and only. I laugh if I would laugh if Adele listens to this podcast. Anyway, let me finish this. Go and explore your fantasies, relax, unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. That's D-I-P-S-E-A dot com slash straws. So you get 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. So go and get your sexy on and be your one and only. Whoa, look at me go anyway. That's that. Let's get to Share Your Magnificence. So Share Your Magnificence this week is um a bit different. Is it different? Yeah, because although it was sent in as like... um. I guess, uh, so you mad. I actually just want to rate what's been done here. So it says here, hi, Kelechi. I organized the cleaners at University of Arts London who due to being outsourced face discrimination and inferior pay, little or no, little to no sick leave and protections. As workers who are majority women from black, Latin American and migrant backgrounds, the inequality these staff experience is an example of how the uni is failing its commitments to anti-racist and social justice. We're calling on artists, writers, journalists, and art workers across the art world to support our um, to support our calls for the university to commit to directly employing the cleaners by the end of the current contract. The letter so far has been signed by over 100 artists, writers, performers, and art workers. And um more information about the campaign, including a short documentary made by the students at the university can be found in the letter. And it's also below. So I'll read this to you. For nearly two decades, cleaners at the university have been outsourced to a string of unaccountable private companies. As a result, cleaners have experienced inferior working conditions to those of directly employed staff, including 
poor, inconsistent and incorrect pay, dangerous workloads, inferior leave entitlements, including sick pay and fewer protections in place in case of dismissal, harassment and unsafe working conditions. Um, Further to this, the majority of outsourced cleaning staff are women who come from black minority ethnic and migrant backgrounds. Meanwhile, as part of UAL's strategy to make UAL an anti-racist university, the university's anti-racism action plan published April 2021 states, we must deliver enduring change grounded in the experience of students, alumni and staff in academic insight and in our data. But the reality across UAL sites is that the first-hand working experiences of cleaners from majority um, BAME backgrounds continue to deteriorate. We know um, UAL's stated visions for a more sustainable and inclusive future will remain purely performative until it's put Um, until it puts actions to words and applies its social justice principles to its own employment practices. Um, We ask that UAL ends its racist outsourcing practices and commits to bringing cleaners in-house by the end of this uh, current contract, affording them the same pay, terms and conditions as directly employed workers of the university. So, Lots of people have signed um, this letter. I have signed this letter. What I'll do is I'll put a link to the letter in the show notes. And so if you can sign it, please do. Please do. Two slaps on your chest to the baby person that sent that through. Big up yourself. Big up the students at the university for making a documentary to highlight how the cleaners at UAL are being treated. We already know that the um, academic institutions in this country are inherently racist that is what we talk about when we're talking about institutional racism and they can do better. There's no reason why you can't hire the cleaners as your in-house staff because these private companies absolutely take the piss, absolutely take the piss, especially if they've got you on things like zero hour contracts. So they'll just be like, yeah, you're just like, they'll just move mad. And these people, these women usually have families that they're trying to support. They're usually trying to figure out, find their way in this country. So to be messed about like that is really unfair or for doing what? Cleaning up a university that allows people to come and get their degrees and they go go on with their fancy degrees since you got your degrees and everything, since you got your degrees, you tell me. You know, they get to go off and do their thing. And then the cleaners are where exactly, you know? So two slaps on your chest for sending that through. Big up yourselves, the students that made that documentary, but big up the cleaners, man. Big up you lot, because the hard work that you put in is what allows for these lot to be strutting up and down like their shit don't stink, quite literally, you know? So we rate it. And of course, if you can sign the letter, sign the letter because you must employ them, employ them and stop sending, um, you know, getting them through these stupid private companies. That's how I feel about it. So that's for share your magnificence. I will remember to put that link to the letter. It's a Google doc, put that in the show notes and then you can sign it as well. So let's move on to So You Mad. Oh, the So You Mad this week is, um, well, it's definitely mad. I never, um, I never disappoint on that. So the first story we have this week, ex-England athletics director banned after saying black people are good sprinters because they need to escape burglaries. Yeah. Julian Starkey, 62, claimed he was dealing with mental health issues when he made the racist remark. (laughs) Let's get into it. 
A former England athletics director has been struck down with a ban lasting three years. Three years. Just three years for making such a racist comment. So before I read on, I just want to know what happens to his racism after those three years? Has it evaporated? Does the racism just leave his body? Oh no, because you're going to send them on them anti-racism courses, right? Or they're just going to watch a 30 minute video about to just don't be racist. You stop being racist. And if you're going to be racist, do it at home, love, where no one can see you. Wink, wink. Anyway, a former England athletics director has been struck down with a ban lasting three years after saying that black people are good sprinters because they need to escape burglaries. Julian Starkey, who is chair of Bracknell Athletics Club, made the alleged racist comment during a sporting equals leadership event. <laughs> so you even made it for a le- during a leadership event. You're a you're a cunt. <laughs> Um, during a sporting equals leadership event in November last year, the 62-year-old will now be blocked from holding an official position at England Athletics and has resigned from non-executive roles at the organisation. Mr Starkey has also been stripped of his UK athletics coach and officials licences for two years. The disgraced ex-director was reportedly quizzed about the decline in athletes from diverse ethnic backgrounds participating in the sport. He allegedly replied, usually when athletes start to be more specific in events, most black athletes tend to edge towards sprinting and hurdling. The blacks are all good at running because they have to get away from their burglaries. So they are asking you, why there's been a decline in athletes from diverse ethnic backgrounds participating in the sport. And that is what you brought out of your heart to say. Maybe the decline is due to the fact that funding has been fucked with this Tory government. So when these athletes are having to work their asses off to get money, so they're having to have some kind of full-time job to get money as well as then train and then raise money to make it to some of these competitions, that's where the decline is. But on top of that, they've got you, you racist cunt, to deal with as well on top of everything else that they've got going on. And they've still got to navigate racism. Do you see how mad it is? Do you see how they've got way more hurdles to jump over before they've even made it onto the track? You see it? Anyway, following an investigation into his remarks, a disciplinary panel found that Mr. Starkey admitted to making the racist remark. It was claimed the comment was subject to the caveat that there was a gap between the first sentence and the second sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. So the racism stopped at the full stop or the comma. You shut the fuck. Anyway, Mr. Starkey also went on to claim that he was dealing with mental health issues. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not it's not mental health issues that are funny because I know that so many of us are going through it and you know it happens on the spectrum and some are just so extremely severe. But it's the way that white people once they've been caught out on making a racist statement, suddenly it's mental illness that you lot draw for. Of course, there was a time when I said, I don't know whether it was on a podcast or just generally on social media. I was just like, I do feel like racism is a sort of mental illness because I just don't, it doesn't like, how does your brain do that? 
Like how does your brain Find that society is indoctrinating you But how does your brain absorb that And then do that Do you get what I mean So And people were like No don't conflate it Don't put them together And I was like You know what Alright cool I back off on that um, You know that assertion And we can leave it as what it is But it is very interesting to me That that is what people reach for I I know people who are You know You know Experiencing mental illnesses Who Aren't racist Why is it that When the alleged mental illness Starts doing scon scon In your brain The only thing It wants to entertain Is racism There are so many Other things out there That your mental illness Can lead you to But all of you All roads lead to Insulting the blacks That is where it finds you Don't you think That is weird That is just A very weird phenomenon Anyway Um However, England Athletics determined that this was not an adequate reason. Big up yourself. I mean, I fuck you for that three-year ban, but big up yourself because that is not a sufficient excuse, baby. England Athletics determined that this was not an adequate reason for Mr. Starkey to have behaved in such a manner which they still branded as disgraceful and shocking. Their report added that Holding a position in the governance structures of the national bodies was a higher position and people in the sport should rightly look up to the people in those positions. It described the comment made as a serious act of misconduct and was totally unacceptable. So if it's a serious act of misconduct, he should be banned for life. Anyway, um, and that a two-year ban would have been too lenient when considering the severity of the misconduct. So a three-year ban is, ooh. Yeah, we won't give him a two-year ban. It's too lenient. How about three? Yay! What, what's the difference? Ban him for life. In a statement, England Athletics said, England Athletics operates a zero-tolerance approach towards discrimination and is committed to ensuring the sport of athletics provides an inclusive, safe and welcoming environment for everyone. Anyone wishing to report incidents of discrimination is urged to do so through the appropriate channels. Mr. Starkey will need to undergo diversity training if he was to reapply to the organisation after his ban completion. You better not apply again, Starkey. Don't you dare. Don't you dare You'll be 65 by the time this ban is over Go and start looking at your pension Stay the fuck away Don't you dare Because how dare you The number of black athletes that you would have worked with And you would have probably made those kind of comments towards them You would have probably um, impeded on their on their growth as athletes You might have even made some of them give up Because of your nasty racism If I catch you on that track If I catch you on that track you better hope a javelin doesn't meet your head. Stay away. Stay away. Because I will encourage people to shot put in your direction. Stay away. Easier. So that was one of the So You Mad. Um, oh, God. There's been a lot, child. There's a, I think I read somewhere that there's been another person that's decided that they want to impersonate black people and or is that a black person or just a non-white person elizabeth m hoover wrote the following a letter of apology and accountability I have brought hurt, harm and broken trust to the native community at large Yes, she was pretending to be Native American Um, And to specific native communities I have worked with and lived alongside And for that I am deeply sorry I am a white person who has incorrectly identified as native my whole life 
based on incomplete information. What incomplete information? How did you incorrectly identify as Native American? You're, you, you're, you are white. You are white. So where did the, you say incorrectly as if one day you sneezed while you were filling out a form and you just went, and then you just ticked a box that you weren't meant to tick. That's not how it happened. You actively misrepresented yourself as being like Native American when you're not. Which, where, where was the information not complete? Ooh. In uncritically living and, and in, in uncritically living an identity based on family stories without seeking out a documented connection to these communities. Now see, it's unfair to lie on your family. When you looked around, Elizabeth, Lizzie, when you looked around, where did you see the Native American in your family? Okay. In uncritically living an un, um, identity, um, um, in uncritically living an identity based on family stories without seeking out a documented connection to these communities, I caused harm. I hurt Native people who have been my friends, colleagues, students, and family, both directly through fractured trust and through activating historical harm. Um, historical harms. My God, my tongue. This hurt has also interrupted students and a faculty life and careers. I acknowledge that I could have prevented all of this hurt by investigating and confirming my family story sooner. For this, I am deeply sorry. Having my family claim native identity does not mean native nations claimed us. By claiming an identity as a woman of Mohawk and Mi'kmaq descent without confirming it with communities of origin and by... No, No, I'm not reading anymore. You're a fucking liar. Because you didn't confirm... Because you knew it was a lie Because probably every time that your white family did something racist They'd say to you But it's okay, Elizabeth We're, we're, we're like 179th native we're, we're, we're like 189th Cherokee It is okay One, like I know that they told you a fraction I know that they told you a fraction Because white people love a fraction They love it not even a decimal point. They love a fraction. So I know that they told you and you knew, you knew that that distance was a bit mad, but you wanted to claim it because it made you feel better, less guilty as a white woman. You were like, well, if I have that, then I can't be, I ain't all bad, all bad, all bad. I might make you sad, sad. Justin Bieber, Biblioni. You snapped on that song. Journals. Justin. Justin Babatunde Biba. Journals was absolutely your best album. Absolutely. Nobody can try me on that. Absolutely. Fight your mum. I had to put that out there. I had to speak my truth. Okay? Because if people are going to coon at the palace, let me just do small, small cooning and tell you that Journals was a banger of an album. Yes. Anyway, back to this um, cosplayer because you know I just mentioned another cosplayer. Um, yeah, yeah. You knew that it was a lie. That's why you didn't go and fact check because you knew that if you went to go and look at even one single document, it'll be like, ah, 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 girl, be fucking for real. So you knew. So don't try it. This apology is just bare lies. It's just more lies. 
Growing up, I did not question who I was told I was or how I identified. But as an adult, as an academic, I should have done my due diligence to confirm that my ancestors were who I was told they were. See, the thing is, for other people to find out that you're just fully white, it wouldn't have been that hard. So you could have also found out the same way, which still leads me to the conclusion that you knew all along. It was Agatha all along. Well, it was Elizabeth all along. Um, I was directly challenged in my indigenous identity when I began my first assistant professor job. At the time, I interpreted inquiries into the validity of my native identity as petty jealousy. That's how we know you're a white girl. That's how we know that you're a white girl. That's how we know that you're a white girl. That's how we know. Because if you were a bad man native, if you were a bad man native, the first time that somebody questioned your identity, Beth, Beth, you know that you would have jumped onto Ancestry.com and you said, don't fucking try me. Don't fucking try me, baby. You would have written a strongly worded letter. I know you would have written a strongly worded letter to the dean and be like, oh my God, I can't believe that people are saying that I'm not Native American, but look at my Ancestry results. You know that you would have got them people flung out. But you people love a petty jealousy accusation when you are being called to tell the truth. Suddenly, it's like, oh my God, they're so jealous of me. What is there to be jealous of? If you're going to sit down somewhere, you nonsensical babe. You told on yourself there, darling. I, I was first directly challenged in my indigenous identity when I began my first assistant professor job at the time. I interpreted inquiries into the validity of my native identity as petty jealousy or people just looking to interfere in my life. As such, I allowed my ego to drive my response and answered these inquiries with my family's story rather than doing the proper research for the correct documentation to unequivocally prove that I was descended from these communities. That was wrong. And I now recognize that by doing this, I was in fact subverting the sovereignty of the nations I was identifying with. I was wrong and I should have done my due diligence in response to those who were only guarding the integrity of their community. But the thing is, how is it that you're only coming to this realization that they were just trying to guard the integrity of their community? Because if you were really about it, about it, you would have understood the absolute violence that white people inflicted on the Native Americans and why people would be precious and very protective about any Tom, Dick and um, Lizzie claiming that they are of that community. You would understand that. So how is it that you're only coming to the realization now? That means you've always known and you were happy to cosplay. And now like, I don't like apologies where people persist in their lies and you are a liar, Elizabeth. You are a liar. And I feel bad for all the people that are listeners of this um, this show that's actually called Elizabeth. Like Lizzie, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to this one, Elizabeth M. Hoover. Go and hoover up your lies. Go and hoover up your lies. Nonsense and ingredients. Um, and she's written all the things that she's going to do going forward. Nobody gives a shit. Like just stop cosplaying because I think that the more research is done into a lot of these academic institutions, you'll find that a lot of people have been pretending to be non-white 
but they're white people to get grants and to get access to things. And that in and of itself, I think is a disgusting violence. When you already see the way that society is set up in your favor and you've got every grant under the sun that's already working in your favor, why would you then want to go and access this little pot, this absolutely little pot that mostly they fill with piss, that they're the little grant that they put in there, you want to go and take that too. Is that not evil? Is that not an evil way to behave? Jesus Christ. Huh. Anyway, my last story was that that guy that was um, at Google that helped them build um, AIs and stuff. He was just like, guys, <laughs> you in danger. Molly, you in danger, girl. And Molly is all of us. We are Molly. We are in danger. It's really wild out here. Absolutely wild out here. For him to be like, I'm not doing this anymore. It tells us everything that we need to know. Ooh, I'm worried. I'm worried. We've got the writer strikes that's happening in America at the moment. I want to talk to a couple writers still. A couple writers who are in America who are um, dealing with the strikes at the moment. We need to chat because this isn't the first time that you lot have had to strike. The industry... Like you are carrying the industry on your back. If you not weren't writing the incredible scripts that you're writing for the shows that we watch, we would have nothing. Actors are cool. Like us actors are cool. Directors are great. Lighting, um, you know, um, grip boy, this, that, sound, set design, costume design, hair design, all like makeup, like all of these people, all of us people are great. But without you lot, the writers writing what we then bring to life, what would we, what can I do? No, stop, stop collecting. Anyway, I'd love to speak to a writer because it's actually mad um, what's going on right now. Um, yeah, it says here, Jeffrey Hinton, an AI pioneer, quits his job at Google where he has worked for more than a decade so he can freely speak out about the risks posed by AI. It's hard to see how you can prevent the bad actors from for using it, um, from using it for bad things. Um, it's worrying when the main guy that's helped them create all of this is like, "Oh, it is evil. They're going to use it for evil." You should have known though that they were going to use it for evil. The other day, somebody was telling me that Chat GPT was was when they put my name in it was telling them lies about me and they had to say to chat gpt like that's not true and they were like oh sorry sorry i don't i just got that out of nowhere so what chat gpt is just going on lying about people that's very fucked up that's very fucked up but um this is why it, it pays to be a ben's p like me it pays to be a ben's p baby girl like me because i cannot be replicated nor duplicated you see it you can get AI to listen to every oh my god you know how sick that would be oh my god that is a story shit imagine imagine if I get abducted right or maybe they've cloned me imagine that they've cloned me somewhere like they because you know I I I was gonna say I leave my DNA everywhere but that would make me sound like an absolute slag bag but what I was gonna say was I and there's nothing wrong with being a slag bag, by the way. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> look at me trying to retract the thing. Like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Forget about it. Anyway, I haven't left my DNA everywhere. Um, but you know, like they've got facial recognition. They've got fingerprint this, face ID, rare, 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 rare. And I am just ridiculous for all of that stuff. I should, 
especially since I pick up ExpressVPN all the time, I should really exercise more due diligence, unlike Elizabeth M. Hoover, when I'm doing certain things and sharing my information and sharing my data. But I really just, I really do be just dashing my, my, my data, my, um, what's it called? DNA just like supporting the thing. Here you go. Give blood. Oh, here you go for this, for this private company. Oh no, I'll save that for later. But I did this thing where I just randomly was interested in um, my fertility. I'm going off tangent again. This is probably why people are like, Kalechi, do you have ADHD? I did this fertility thing called Hertility. I was trying to buy shares in them, but I kept getting the questions wrong to be able to invest. Um, Fertility, they are, it's like an at-home fertility test that you can do. And um, you, you, they send you the kit, you take your own blood. I, I had to prick so many fingers because the blood just wasn't coming out, right? Um, so sent my blood over and they did like the test and stuff. I was just curious. Like, of course, I've already got Lev and I had, I really didn't enjoy pregnancy and I have no like plans really to have another child. But you know when you're just curious? So I thought, let me do this thing. And then they send your results via email, but you'd have to like pay for a consultant to go through the things with you. But you shouldn't really, because the way that they break it down when they do all of the hormone hickey hagger things that they do, they'll explain to you what this likely means and this likely means and all of that stuff. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, it just came to me that I did that. So when I'm talking about being a slag bag with my DNA, that's literally what I mean. I just fling it. I just fling it about. Um, And I really shouldn't, but I was curious. And so I'm not telling you to go to them because I, I did not read those terms of agreements or some, something, something child. I don't know. So I, yeah, don't go follow me to go and do wild things. But I just think that is cheaper than, you know, going private, you know, and spending lots and lots of money. Um, all you have to do is send them the bloods. And then if there's anything that comes up, then you can book like a consultation, um, thereafter but it just works out much 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 cheaper than you know when you do like the whole private treatment something something or you know private investigation or uh, into yourself god i got here because i was talking about ai all i was saying is that imagine with all this dna that i've been flinging about right that um somehow the government is able to clone me but they're gonna abduct me and keep me away because I'm inspiring the people them too much because I'm too much of a baby girl. So they create this clone of me, right? And they try and use that clone to get people to basically usurp the movement and to get that clone to get people to do what they, the government want um, people to do. And so the AI has to listen to every episode of my podcast, watch all my social media videos, um, learn all of my tweets, watch all of the interviews that I've done, read all of the articles that I've written, all of those things. And so it can behave like me. And I'm a hologram, really, right? I just make up a reason for why I'm no longer really out here on road, but you can just watch me um, on this podcast or listen to the podcast They get the right tonality in my voice All of that stuff Imagine if that happened And so then eventually when people are like Oh it sounds like Kelechi um, It makes the same jokes It has the same all of the It knows all of the history that Kelechi knows But meanwhile it starts telling people to do Very very wild things That I wouldn't usually tell them to do But it's learned me so well That 
it thinks it can do that. But what I'm saying is that it wouldn't succeed. It wouldn't succeed because I am a bad girl and you can't, I cannot be replicated nor duplicated. The baddest AI, I challenge you. Artificial intelligence, I challenge you. Try and make another like me. Impossible. Also known as impossible. 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 It's impossible. So anyway, Jeffrey Hinton said that, no, I'm not with it. But even after you leave, don't you still have like, aren't you still in a way tied into a non-disclosure? Do you get what I mean? Like, just because you've left doesn't mean that you can speak about the thing. I don't know. Maybe he signed the next thing. But I just think it's interesting and we need to be very, very wary. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your intellectual property because AI is coming for the girls. It's coming to gather the girlies up. Okay? Especially since at the coronation, they were using facial recognition and all of those things. And I just thought that if you needed more proof, let me save that for straw of the week. Anyway, that's what I'm saying now. We're in straw of the week. Okay, aka suck your mum. So I can talk about the things. Um, Bronzefield Prison, um, that's a trigger warning at this point. I'm talking about baby death. Um, So if you don't want to listen, I would say skip this bit. So Bronzeville Prison was where baby Aisha, we now know that the baby's name, the baby was named baby Aisha, 2019, 26th of September, 2019. Baby Aisha's mum was at Bronzeville Prison and um, the mum gave birth to baby Aisha. Um, she was pressing the bell, pressing the bell while she was in labor and the staff didn't answer because they said that they thought she had a bad attitude and, um, what else did they say to her? They said, yeah, she had a bad attitude and um, she was what disrespectful, whatever they called it. And I remember talking about this on the podcast. I, um, Annie helped me find the episode because you know that Annie's a Don. Um, it was episode 166 that I talked about what happened to um, this person at Bronzefield Prison. Anyway, the inquiry has began into or begun into the um, death of baby Aisha I posted about it on my um, page, my Insta and everything last week. And so many of you wonderful people did send messages of uh, solidarity for the organisation Level Up, Level Up UK to send to um, baby Aisha's mum through her lawyers. As they go through this whole process, we got 626 messages that you lot sent through. So thank you. I always talk about spirit never making a liar out of me. Thank you for you lot for never making a dickhead out of me although I'm a dickhead in recovery, um, because you sent those words of encouragement through. And I pray that when they reach her, she it lets her know that she's not alone because what happened at that prison is absolutely fucked. And I will say again, suck your mother, the governor, the, all of the people that run that prison. I know that, is it Sodexo or whoever, the private security people that um, are contracted to that prison, like fuck you all for an eternity. Just disgusting behavior. And I pray that we can honor the life um, or, or, you know, honour the light of baby Aisha and um, show as much support as we can to her mum. I've got to wrap this up because I've got to jump on the um, radio shortly. Outside of that, um, then RIP to Jordan Neely, which is just another another sad state of affairs, really, in this country, or not in this country, in this world. I, oh, God. I'm glad that people are protesting because it's really, it just doesn't stop. It says here, um, 
Protesters are gathering in New York City to call for justice for Jordan Neely, a subway passenger who died on Monday after a man placed him in a chokehold. A video of the encounter showed Mr. Neely, 30, struggling as another man grabbed him and pinned him on the ground. New York City officials have said the death was a homicide. I'm glad that they said that because it really was. They have questioned and released. Imagine you said it's a homicide and then you questioned and released the person. The 24-year-old U.S. Marine who restrained him. Police and prosecutors will now decide whether to charge him. Mr. Neely was a popular Michael Jackson impersonator who frequently performed in Times Square. He was unhoused and suffering from mental health issues, according to U.S. media. Mr. Neely was a very talented black man who loves to dance. His aunt, Carolyn Neely, wrote in a GoFundMe page to raise money for his funeral service. Jordan deserves justice. He was loved. Um, that's what Miss Neely said. A group of demonstrators gathered in the subway station where Mr. Neely died on Wednesday. One of the died. They gathered there on Wednesday. One of the demonstrators, Kyle Ishmael, a 38 year old who lives in Harlem, said the video of Mr. Neely's death disgusted him. I couldn't believe this was happening on my subway in my city that I grew up. Um, protesters are expected to gather on Thursday outside the Manhattan District Attorney's um, Office to call for charges to be filed against the 24-year-old, according to their local outlet, ABC7. The incident took place on Monday afternoon on the F-Line train in the Soho section of Manhattan. A video taken by a freelance journalist shows the former Marine holding the 30-year-old man around the neck for two minutes and 55 seconds. Witnesses reportedly, uh, reportedly said, Mr. Neely was acting erratically before the man restrained him, yelling that he did not have food or water and would not mind going to jail. Two other riders in the video are also seen restraining his arms. Mr. Neely lay motionless after all three men let go of him. He was later taken to hospital and pronounced dead. In the GoFundMe page, Ms. Neely said Jordan Neely uh, struggled after his mother, Christy, Christy Neely, was murdered in 2007. Her body was found stuffed in a travel bag underneath a bridge in the Bronx and her boyfriend was later convicted of murder, according to local reports. Mr. Neely testified in the trial saying his mother's relationship with the boyfriend had been crazy and a fight every day. Um, Mr. Neely's death sparked an argument between New York City uh, Mayor Eric Adams and New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, on Wednesday, the mayor tweeted that any loss of life is tragic, but there was a lot we don't know about what happened here. So I'm going to refrain from commenting further. I'm sorry. Like, I know that I, I tried to pick him up before and you lot were like, don't ever big up that man. He's a fucking idiot. But now I see that he's an actual fucking idiot. My God. Um, Mr. Ocasio-Cortez um, said the statement marked a new low, not being able to clearly condemn a public murder because the victim was of a social status some would deem too low to care about. Um, New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, um, was comment, um, has commented on the incident saying it was clear that Mr. Neely was not going to cause harm to people on the subway with his behavior. No one has the right to take the life of another person, um, she told reporters on Thursday. It was a very extreme response. That is how you respond to something. Eric Adams sounds like an absolute fucking cunt. Like, I, wow. Wow. That is what you pulled from your heart to say. Jesus. Anyway, the man who choked and killed Jordan Neely, his name is Daniel Penny, the former Marine. Um, he said the following in his um, statement. Uh, I guess, I don't know if it was meant to be an apology, but he wrote a statement, Sha. And let me see if I can get it up. He says here, 
Uh, well, this was a press release, sorry. The law firm of Razor and Kenneth PC represents Daniel Penny, a 24-year-old college student and Marine veteran. They really wanted to put that in there. Humanize him, humanize him. Earlier this week, Daniel Penny was involved in a tragic incident on the New York subway, um, New York City subway, which ended in the death of Jordan Neely. We would first like to express on behalf of Daniel Penny, our condolences to those close to Mr. Neely. Mr. Neely had a documented history of violent and erratic behavior, the apparent result of ongoing and untreated mental illness. When Mr. Neely began aggressively threatening Daniel Penny and the other passengers, Daniel, with the help of others, acted to protect themselves until help arrived. Daniel never intended to harm Mr. Neely and could not have foreseen his untimely death. Are you an idiot? He's a Marine. You just pointed out to us in the first sentence that he's a Marine. He's a war veteran, right? So he's well aware of what a chokehold for a sustained amount of time would do to somebody. So you're already shit lawyers, you cunts. And so you describe him as a student and a, and a veteran. But when you get to the person that was murdered, you're talking about he was aggressive and he had mental illness and he did this and he did that. You see how people of different demographics can reach for mental illness when it suits them. We've got the um, the athletics coach who can reach for mental illness to absolve himself of his racism, but somebody who's actually experiencing mental illness and, and is unhoused, which would exacerbate the um, experience of mental illness gets murdered and then you're calling him aggressive and erratic and it was this and it was that and how do we know that he specifically threatened Daniel Penny or whatever the fuck his name is but you're just saying things now you're just saying anything and it's disgusting it's disgusting how we can't even hold on to integrity and humanity even when our lives are snatched away from us fuck you Daniel fuck you Uh, For too long, those suffering from mental illness have been treated with indifference. We hope that out of this awful tragedy will come a new commitment by our our elected officials to to address the mental health crisis on our streets and subways. And that sounds like a threat. You really thought you did something there as lawyers. That actually sounds like a threat. Are you telling us that until the elected officials do things, that Daniel is just going to go out putting everybody in a chokehold and killing them? (laughs) You thought you ate. But you're still starving, bitches Anyway, that's that I guess I've got to jump on this um, Radio interview shortly I've really talked and I'm going to go and talk some more Ah, Kelechi Kelechi Is it only you in this London? Every day Anyway, Sha Let me come and be going It has been real I've really enjoyed this episode I really have. I mean, I didn't talk about the coronation too much. Also, Big Up Republic, Republican organization, an anti-monarchy organization who, before they could even get their placards out of the van, the police had already arrested them on the morning of the coronation. They'd actually invited me to speak at the protest and I couldn't because childcare this, childcare that. And I was also going to be speaking on a panel that evening, you know, the Hassana panel that I mentioned. So I wouldn't have been able to go But imagine I'm now paying for childcare To last until Let's say What 7pm But I've been arrested And I'm not going to make it home To the next day Who's Who's got time for that kind of bill? But big up yourself Graham Because I know that They gathered you and the girlies Up you know, but it speaks again to the police state that we found ourselves in. And when certain um, mayors and and um, opposition parties are thinking of giving the police more powers and more funding, this is what you're empowering and you're funding. Silencing people that have a very, very valid reason to dissent 
um, about an unelected head of state who were told doesn't have any power or hold any power yet. They are instrumental to the factions that do hold power within our society. 250 million pounds, taxpayer pounds when people are starving, spent on bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And then we've got organizations that are there to, you know, that are speaking out against um, gender-based violence. And then you're saying to them that you they're getting arrested because you think that they're going to come and bring those rape alarms and they're going to use it to cause disruption at the, um, um, at the, what is it? The coronation. I mean, if you, if there's going to be bare police around and we've seen what that loads of police have been called out for being rapists and murderers, I would understand why they'd want to have rape alarms on them if they're going to be at a coronation that police people happen to be at. I see it. I get it. Anyway, let me not talk too much. Let me literally get off this thing. I've got two minutes. But it's been real. Boop, 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 boop. Um, I've been Kelechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? And that's right. Suck your mum. So follow me on all of the things. Follow me on TikTok on Say Your Mind Pod if you can. And just keep supporting. I love your support. It makes all of the difference. Anyway, let me come and get onto this thing that they're calling me to get onto. I will catch you on the flip side. Peace. No, actually, I'm sorry. I had to come back so quickly. So I obviously I went to do that radio show and I really gave it. I really gave it. I think you can listen back to it on the BBC, whatever podcasting app, BBC Sounds, something, something. You can find it there. No, I had to come back. I had to come back because, <laughs> woo! no, let me quickly, quickly, quickly talk about this David Olusoga um, situation. So you like, I don't know who he was tussling with. Some Amanda, um, what is it? Amanda... J P Plata. I can't see the full name. I can't see it. Anyway, I think this person insinuated that David um said something um in the documentary series or whatever for the Netflix. You know, he David Olusoga, the mixed race guy with the the plaits that he had in his hair, um, alongside some other people. Um interestingly, the people that were chosen to speak as the authoritative voices of the black British experience were all. Um, biracial of of black heritage, sure. I, I think I mentioned that at the time when the documentary came out as well, that I thought it was a bit somehow because obviously there are layers to the experiences that we have in this country, and it just would have served. Like, do Harry and Meghan not know any dark skinned people that have dark skinned black British people that have also written books? And what's really blown my mind is that of the people that you chose, you've got David over here, Mister OBE, I believe who you've written about colonialism, I believe, the slave trade, and you've traced back the history of blackness and the racism that people have encountered, and you still went to go and accept that OBE. OBE. All right, do whatever it is that you want to do, baby. Fine. Um, But he's tussling with whoever he's tussling with, and I think that they insinuated that in that um, Netflix documentary that he said that the royal family are institutionally racist. So he's quote tweeted them. The person seems to have deleted the tweet, deleted their page. I don't know what was going on there. But David's quote tweeted them and said, show me the part of the documentary series in which I state that the royal family are institutionally racist, which you have put here, which you have here put in quotes. Or retract your full statement and apologize. 
Why would you want somebody to apologize for stating the truth? You that says that you've written a book about being black and British. All of you people that will title your books as black, British, British, dot, 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 dot. I'm not even trying to comfort no one, but why aren't you louder? You lot really rolled up in that thing. And I really do not believe that it's a case of edits. Everybody is moving weird. I don't know if I missed the memo, but I'm noticing a lot of the esteemed blacks in the UK are moving very, very weird right now. All in the name of monarchy. Is everybody all right? What are they giving you lot to drink in that chalice when you lot go to the palace? Oh, Kelechi, you are a rapper. Get to it. I'm disgusted. It's all I can say. I'm disgusted. And none of you, none of you, Listen to me clearly, none of you dons can ever, ever speak on my name Because for all of the things, that, all the contradictions that you might think um, that I have All the tensions that I might have in my personal and my political I'm sure as well, I'm sure as hell not licking the batty crease of a white supremacist structure I know that, I know that for sure Everyone's all strategically quiet when it's time to be louding up the ting you lot were on that documentary When it was time to call a spade a spade You couldn't Because you wanted to be brethren With Harry and Meghan Harry, for all the praise that you lot give Harry He still yearns for that cult that, That's also a family, I guess, to him Because that's all he's ever known For him to turn around and be like Oh, there's a difference between this racism and that racism You lot didn't teach him Because he clearly doesn't know what he's talking about but I feel like he's further ahead than Megan, And that's no tea, no shade I'm just stating facts The things that people don't want to say After watching that documentary It got mad awkward for a lot of people Myself included But like How are you telling somebody to apologise For something like that? You could be like, boom, I didn't say it Like, that wasn't what I said And that's fine But you're so desperate to be, for it to be known That you did not say that After you were writing up and down About black Britishness and race and racism None of you lot can be trusted Because you. I don't know what it is that you think that you're doing I, I really, really don't know And you're saying that you don't want to say That the royal family's in, institutionally racist But wasn't it up until, when was it? Um, when was it? Buckingham Palace banned ethnic minorities from office jobs UK royal officials banned ethnic minorities from clerical roles Until at least the 1960s Buckingham Palace banned coloured immigrants or foreigners from undertaking office roles for the United Kingdom's royal family until at least the late 1960s, according to the documents obtained by the Guardian newspaper. Citing the documents which were discovered at the UK's National Archives, the Guardian reported um, on Wednesday, this was ages ago, in 2021 that they wrote this, that Queen Elizabeth II's chief financial manager informed civil servants in 1968 it was not the practice to appoint coloured immigrants or foreigners to clerical roles in the royal household. But you are doing genge, genge, because you're doing PR for them. Can you, like, they're blatantly racist, but you lot want to celebrate the thing and you lot want to be under that fold. You're not about any sort of change. You're not about any sort of change. And I don't mind us not smiling at each other if we see each other at events I don't mind it Because the fact of the matter is that when it comes down to it When the paycheck is not attached to it You lot actually can't open your mouths and tell the truth And, and even when a paycheck is attached to it You only tell half truths So if all it means in my life That all I ever get to do is record this podcast Week after week after week And I don't cut through to where you lot are That's fine I never want to be where you lot are Because it smells nasty there It must smell nasty to be swallowing shit 
all of the time and like just pretending that it's super malt. To some of you, you'll be like, well, they're the same thing, Kelechi. And to you, I say, shut the fuck up. Anyway, and I shouldn't even bigging up super malt because it's not like it's a... No, I'm not mean. I'm not going to be mean. I'm coming off. The, I'm coming off tangent. I like drinking super malt, regardless of the. I was going to say regardless of the politics about that. Hypocritical. Anyway, all I'll say is that it's wild. Everybody is either moving strategically silent or they're being very verbose in their support of the royal family. And I need you all to sit with yourselves in a naughty corner and process what you're doing because it's not cute and it's not progressive. And that will hinder our liberation. At the moment, I really believe that we're doomed. But even that, I can't say confidently because while I exist and while all of you lot exist, there has to be change. I don't know what the rest of these people are doing. I really don't get it. But as far as I'm concerned, while I momentarily feel like we must be doomed, if the if the notable voices that have their books out there, out there, out there, can't even state a fact, then we're fucked. Anyway, now it's truly peace. It's the Ben's Brunani womanist Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind